0: Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out
2: Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
0: Hello and welcome to The Driving Mall Show, your uh, weekly chat about all things rugby from a, uh, let's be honest now, from an increasingly New Zealand point of view, as uh, I become less and less attached with the motherland and uh, lose lose contact with what's going on over there in Europe. Um, so... Um, We'll be talking about all things as well as Rugby World Cup that's uh, heading our way. I will also dip our toes in some provincial rugby because, hey, you know what? New Zealand rugby wants to kill it if you had not figured that one out yet. Um, the, uh, so I won't mince my words. I'll put it exactly as it is because that's not what they're saying, but that's what they mean. Um, so we'll talk about all of those. Um, there's a little bit of uh, Black Ferns stuff to talk about as well. So we'll touch on that. Um, and uh, joining me to do all of that is uh, Steve. How are you doing, sir?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me again. It's been good to be here. Chat some like exciting stuff for rugby, rugby World Cup year, eh? Isn't it getting good? <laughs> it's getting good. It's getting good and exciting, is it? What's what's the word? It's, it's getting gooder. Yeah, um, gooder. Enthralling, enthralling with with seeing it seeing all these teams that you don't see very often actually playing and playing with purpose that actually has influence on other things you watch. It's good. It's exciting. <laughs>
0: rather than just some disconnected thing over there. As uh, Simon says, yeah. Um, good evening, everybody. He says, there's uh, nothing new that New Zealand Review wants to kill um, provincial rugby in this country. Well, true, but he's come out and said it again. So we will have a talk about that. Um, and um, that's after Taranaki are now 3-0 in the uh, the MPC, apparently. I'll be honest. I have not switched. I, I mean, I've realised it started. I didn't realise it had been going for three weeks, though. Um, I've, I've not really engaged with the... Um, uh, with the MPC this year. I just don't have the energy for it, um, to be honest. Uh, obviously, in previous years, I've been getting, getting along to up to two or three games a weekend um, and covering it. But um, I'll be honest, a couple of uh, provinces did reach out to me and say, hey, now's the time to apply for your media pass. And I went, yeah, can't bother this year. Sorry. Um <laughs> just don't have the energy. Um, uh, yeah. And some of the points that Mark Robinson um makes are um are true if we're going to be um totally um honest uh what did he say he says that um, yeah, what did he say fill me in well he said that, look it's um, uh, it's unsustainable um the way it's um, it's working it's not fit for purpose um, apparently um and um it's uh and he and he says look that um uh, basically that uh, we've seen in recent times it'll take time to build consensus um, on that one, and basically that uh, that um, no one's turning up um, to uh, to watch the games, but it doesn't help if you don't put any resume, if you don't put any coverage into the fact that it's starting and do zero me- zero media for it. You're going to get zero interest in it if you don't actually hype things up. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I have, I guess I've become a bit, a bit um, disin a bit uh, disengaged with this year is. The provinces and New Zealand rugby do the same thing every single year, and for some reason expect to get a different result, as in how many people turn up, and how much interest there is in it. Um, but uh, I guess that's why I've lost, 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 um, lost, lost a bit. So I just can't. They just none of them seem to realise that you have to do something different to make it work. Um, Steve, have you been keeping track on how the um, uh, the mighty Stags have been going um, down there in Southland? <laughs>
1: I, I'd say I, I tuned into the latter parts of, um, was it yesterday? They, yeah, it was yesterday that they played against Northland. Um, and my goodness me, it's possibly the worst day of weather we've had here in the last, I don't know, at least six months uh, since I got back. And it was abysmal. It was freezing cold. The, uh, the guy over the PA system sent everyone home at the start of extra time because he didn't realise that there was extra time to be played out because it was a draw. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I don't blame them. It was so cold. I was just like crazy. But it was it was poor conditions. It was poor conditions. It was poor rugby. But I, I, Southam's building something pretty decent. They, they, they get scraps to play with. Um, they get They get scraps in terms of the staffing they get they get all sorts of scraps, but they have been making things slowly but surely work. Maybe that was their last or well, their biggest hope of, of picking up a victory uh, this season. But we'll see how they go. But they they're a capable side now. They're picking up some at this level uh some good standard players. Not groundbreaking, but they're of a good quality standard. They're not just hoiking whatever they can accumulate before a season kicks off. They're actually building. Uh, but a continuity, they're getting regular players coming through uh, and playing two, three, four seasons consecutively and building on what they've developed already. So, yeah, they're, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. It's, it's tough. But to be fair to the area and the province, they do actually get good support, considering. It would be very easy to say this team's won, what, one game in the last four seasons or whatever it is, and no one turn up. But they get they get a decent little crowd. Uh, so, yeah, they're ticking away. They're ticking away. Just watch. Yeah, look-
0: We've 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 had a chat with we've interviewed the uh, the head coach or director rugby down there in Southland a couple of times, uh, and it's really difficult to um, mm-hmm. uh, for him when you've got such a big province uh, that's so unpopulated. And <laughs> at the end of the day, people are spread out. It takes him a yep. five hour drive to go go and see some of his players. Similarly, Northland as well. The the, the size of these places are big. Now, um around has mentioned there that we're, that um, by withdrawing the the All Blacks, um, that help that has helped diminish uh, the. Um, the MPC. Sure, but OK, what is the um, the MPC supposed to be? Um, and back in the day, it was called rep rugby, right? It's representative rugby. It's about people representing their province. And when you have provinces going out and buying players from other provinces, you lose that connection and you lose that that rep, the rep bit of it um, when you see players moving out and it becomes professional rugby. Or semi-professional, actually, um, in the same way as you kind of your football clubs or your um, or your or your, 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 your IPL cricket teams, or whatever. Um, except there's not the money and there's not the star power to make that work. So um, yes, withdrawing the All Blacks. Look, there is no way the All Blacks can play uh, the NPC Super Rugby and All Blacks games. Right? There's just too much rugby player Welfare. It doesn't work out. Um, it's a mess. So, so you've got to. So, let's let's get away from this idea that the All Blacks playing NPC would save it and make lots of people turn up, because it didn't work for Rugby Super Rugby either. Um, <laughs> on the whole, um, so um, it's got to be about that um, about the connection, and you want to have all of the um, uh, the players sort of be be connected, and you need to work on the the connection. Part, this is one of the things that they were. That um, he was saying there were three things about the Silver Lake deal. When they were doing the Silver Lake deal, they were concerned about financial stability, where they actually got a a um, a bunch of a bunch of accountants come in and say you don't need Silver Lake money, you're perfectly okay. Two was engagement, yes, fine, um, and three was um, participation across the game. The private venture unions went, we need money, and uh, what did they do? They got some money and they put it into bank accounts on term deposits because they didn't know how to spend it because um, they didn't know how to use that money to actually increase engagement, to increase participation. I'll tell you in the, I, I'm involved in my local rugby club. We only put one senior team out this year. We've had two, two years, two teams every other year that I've been here. Now we have also done a joint under twenties team um, with the, the next town over because we can't put a whole whole team together ourselves. This year also we didn't have a first, we didn't have a first 15 team uh, at the college. Um, so, that participation side of things ain't working. Um <laughs> the the extra money that's come in to Thames Valley Rugby Club uh hasn't filtered down to better better engage to better um, participation at club level. Um and we're seeing that engagement with the MPC isn't there. So um all these things that he's talking about, well, yes, we've known for well. I've been in New Zealand now for nearly a decade. We've known it for about a decade. Because it's the same problems you had 10 years ago, but you have not done anything about them. Um, so, um, the look, the All Blacks can't play NPC. That's not the saviour. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, uh, they played it when they didn't have Super Rugby um, and when they actually needed that, when they need to play that many games a year. Uh, but what the NPC does which is very very good which the which Europe doesn't have or Australia and to a lesser extent sort of South Africa's lost it now as well with that, with that one is it gives you non-internationals some time to practice and get good at rugby and get some playing time when the internationals are away and it's in a less stressful less pressurized environment than super rugby which means they can try things and learn them and do really well that's why you get good rugby players so it is fan- it is a fantastic breeding ground for players um um and uh, the review records new zealand has it has the appetite for one premier domestic competition in my opinion people focus more on super these days and that's the path forward in terms of modern tribalism um yes to a certain degree but we only have five teams uh, in five cities people in um, yeah, out of the in the Taranaki, people in Southland. I mean, how connected are the people to the Highlanders down there, um, Steve? Very little. There's there's um, not much
1: connection at all, no. <laughs> you get the odd um, crazy ones that would be happy to drive two and a half, three hours up the road every weekend like I've I've done in the past, but yeah, there's not, not much. There's more connection to the Stags, as sad as that and kind of as contrasting as to what you're actually saying here than there would be to the Highlanders by far.
0: Uh, so I think the South Africans res- respect the Curry Cup more than we do the NPC, probably do. Um, and um, but because now they're running on the European season um, with the with the um, uh, the URC, their Curry Cup doesn't serve as the way that RMPC does to the players, um, because they run them at the same time um, on that one. Uh, must be, I don't know what this bo- what the Boston report was, nocturnal rights that you put in there, but um, I'm guessing that's something that uh, was probably back in the '90s or something. Um, as to how to run rugby in the future. Do you remember that, Steve?
1: No clue. I want to know the relation between Boston,
0: though. The, um, well, yeah, oh, it be yeah. interesting to know what that one is. Um, so to me, it's it's, it's it's about getting those connections. It's about, um, look, telling... Uh, or, or so, some, of the, some of the things that I suggested that um, Provincial Rugby Union should do, and none of them have... I've put it to several of them, and none of them have done it, are things like... Um, uh, um, 30 36 second videos of each player talking about their the college that they played for now or the high school and that should be in the province put it out there and how they've played for them get all those kids at schools um, having a connection with the players who are actually playing on the pitch because um, um, and so that uh, f- from from that point of view um, get the um, uh, and then gets uh, and, and actually provide schools with information. About how their players are doing to create that connection with the school and the player. Um, the um, okay, so the Boston report was apparently early two thousands. We'll, we'll, we'll try and do some, do some dig, digging. Oh, oh, Steve's found it now. He's been, Mister Google. Well done, sir. Um, uh, around that sort of thing. Also, um, get get sports teachers into schools where they can actually. Um, uh, to talk to the kids and say hey look our, the team did xyz the weekend um and um then also the other piece of it um uh was, so it was, about, it was about those connections um was, was was really kind of the big thing that i was trying to get them to do but they all kind of ignored me on um on that one um and also connections with the clubs imagine if your local club steve uh whenever if they if, whenever they want the um uh, the uh, sort of the, the, the club competition um, that the union would pay for all the flag posts for, pay, say fifty flag posts around the club to be painted in the club's colours and stuff like that. I, just get the colours out there so that people are aware of them. Mm. Okay, that involves that involves work with the council and with the electricity board and stuff. But hey, it's it kind of creates atmosphere and character for the place. Um, and doing things like that, I think would be would be kind of cool. Any thoughts about your, from your side and how they should be promoting or growing the NPC? Yeah,
1: I think the bigger unions suffer more from this sort of thing than the smaller unions do. So the likes of Southland or or Manawatu's and Taranaki's and that, I think, benefit more from this because this is all we have. Like, this is it. Yeah. Like, we, we don't have super rugby here. Uh, maybe one game every three or four years, the Highlanders will come down here or Queenstown or whatever. Uh, that, so that's it. Uh, there's no international rugby here. There's nothing else. There's club season, NPC season, and that's it. So if they, if you want to get behind anything down here, generally uh, it will be the NPC. So that's an advantage because you can tap into that a bit more. You're not in Dunedin and Otago, and you're not going well. Support Otago, support the Highlanders, and support your Blacks because they're coming here the next month as well, and support all these other teams, but support your club rugby side as well. It's, it's too much. It's, it's almost that oversaturation um, of different teams to support from some one region. So I think there's a bit of an advantage here. I think down here, they they do a decent job. They, they do better than I think they do in, in the bigger unions. So there is a bit of a connection. Uh, they do do a lot of that promotional sort of stuff you're talking about. They do a lot uh, around schools here. They do a lot around local events. Um, and they're out and about before the season kicks off. They are at any sort of local South and Event you see players are there. The basketball team does as well. The sharks they're very very good at it. They get out players go to no, the uh, like that. Your only
0: competition down there is is the basketball, right? There's it's no
1: netball, which kind um, of Danine's taken over that a little bit as well. So yeah, we kind of lost those <laughs> as well. But yeah, you know you know that's what I mean. You don't have that competition, so you you pretty yeah. much what can what sports team can we get behind? Rugby. You got Stags. You got the Sharks. Yeah, you've got the steel a little bit, but you don't. Yeah, you don't have a competition from the Highlanders, who's got all these big name players and things like that. So, yeah, you, and and it's a, it's a lot more rural sort of area. So you kind of got that different sort of uh, mentality, I guess, from from a big big city whereas you're not got that here. So it, it kind
0: of works for them. Yeah, no, it's, it's like one of my favourite grounds is actually the uh, Counties Manukau ground because again, it's not part of um, part of that and um stephen harris has heard us talking about mpc and uh wanted to get in, in on the action how are you doing steve yeah oh, not yeah, not,
3: <laughs> not, not too bad guys how are you
0: doing yeah not bad not bad so anyway um so yeah so basically what um what mark um mark, mark robinson wants them to do is, is, is for the uh, is for the um provinces to to uh concentrate um on um people actually playing rugby um and not on the um uh, so he, he wants them to 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 um, concentrate on community rugby um, ra- rather than um, winning titles, um, whereas the PU provincial unions want to go back to actually the structure we had about three, four years ago, where you had a premiership of eight teams and a, uh, a championship of eight teams, rather than having them all in one. Um, actually, there were, there were seven teams each, wasn't there? They wanted it to be eight teams and six for some reason. Um, but um, I think the seven-seven was quite good uh and southland have come out and said actually look we preferred the old the old system we don't like the, the current system either um so yeah basically go back to um to two conferences um or to one conference um and uh, and try and run it it does sound like basically just having eight teams that basically they're going to try and cut off the other six and say hey off you go you go play Meets cup um but um Steve, uh, Stephen, I know you've jumped on purely. I know you've jumped on for this, so come on. Have your little, have have your rant about the MPC um, and what Mark uh, Mark said. <clears throat> I I actually agree. I,
3: listen, I, I had no issues when it was actually a, a two tier competition because <clears throat> whether whether we like it or not, there is a bit of a gap. Between the top sides and the bottom sides, so I actually had no issue, and I think there was actually something there was something for some teams to play for. Now, if you're stuck right down the bottom boy, your your crowds are gonna are gonna fall away. I know even um, Northland, who in the past had, had really good crowds, uh, their crowds have kind of fell away. But also the the sort of timing as well hasn't hasn't helped them help the union. But one thing before we even go there, I want to talk about. actually the salary cap as we all know the salary cap is supposedly supposed to be 1.1 million dollars but the reality is there's actually only three or four teams that are actually running via the salary cap at the moment and that's probably because they haven't got a lot of money anyway but there are some unions that are basically hoarding players it's it's so ridiculous it's 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 not not even funny there's some very very good players ironically a lot of them from those smaller unions that are stuck inside their system, so they're just basically burning cash like no tomorrow. Meanwhile, you know, if you're at these big stadiums, getting nobody through through the gate. So, um, for me, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I had no issue with with the two two tier competition because, yeah, whether we like it or not, there are some teams that are always going to be struggling. Your or Two, your Southlands, your your, your Northlands, every every now and again they, they have a, a good season and, and it's really, really hard for those teams to actually build but I don't think the New Zealand Rugby Union helps themselves. Case in point, we had this test match in Dunedin two weeks ago, an afternoon test, which really at the end of the day didn't mean a heck of a lot because the Blue lake was already locked up. The New Zealand Rugby Union All Blacks put a B team out. They get the job, they get the job done and sh- Instead of playing that game at night, they play three NPC games at the five o'clock slot and the seven o'clock slot. Well, who's going to go to rugby after watching a test match in the afternoon? You know, they don't do the game any sort of favours whatsoever. Seriously. Um, I, I've, I listen, I've known for a while, we can think back to that McKinsey report. When was that, When was that, Paul? Was that twenty early 2020? The McKinsey report came out and they one of the well i think it was
0: 2019 and then they threw it away because of COVID.
3: <laughs> well well one of the things that came out of there was fan engagement yeah as clear as clear as day and obviously they haven't taken that any of that into account i get i get the sense the new zealand rugby union just wishes it it, it would it will go away i almost wonder if uh, the npc should be run as its own entity and let new zealand rugby look after super rugby and you know everybody talks about oh super rugby is the way to go but boy were the crowds for super rugby really that great
0: well no, I mean, the crowds for Rugby haven't been good for again a decade um at least but the um basically from, from from what i think we can we can say is that with with the increase in of the um your super rugby uh what well, they call them academies and then you have your super rugby under 20 teams which get together for one weekend and then bugger off and then separate again you like you can see that basically new zealand rugby wants to follow the northern hemisphere route of that uh, for professional rugby it's, through the super rugby it's through the super rugby franchise they have an academy they have an under 20s they have a youth team you come through that and that's how you get there um and basically make um provincial rugby totally amateur is what is the direction they want to go the provinces are like no that's not where we want to go we want to have, we want to stay something professional like we are, um, pay what we actually, however much we can afford to pay. Now, I think actually I'd make it more of a state of origin kind of style thing where you can only actually play for the origin you bought, or the the, um, the place you're born in or where you live or something like those sort of lines rather than being able to buy players. And like, I mean, Tasman, it's all good and well. Um, I mean, Tasman, very well run, run province. Um, hence they can afford to do this kind of stuff where they go out and go, oh, that guy Reese will go and have him, please. Oh, that guy Talia. Well, bring him down. Was it? I think that's something they replaced him with when Reese got become all black. Um, and they can just buy players in. But it then doesn't you then you don't have that connection. Uh, now they're not trying to fill a big stadium. Um I they uh, they pretty much play in some. Um, I've not been down to Tasman and watched any games, I'll be honest. But um, let's be honest: when the when the all blacks went down there and played, when the black firms went down there and played. Um, it was all temporary standing they had to put up because um, there wasn't. They don't have they don't have a ground of any description really. A bit like um, uh, a bit like the way that they um, have plenty when they're playing um, when they're playing uh, Taranaki. Uh, not Taranaki. <sighs> What's that place? The lady town that's in of the T. It's
1: not in, my island.
0: They plenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Golden Triangle. Tell me. Taronga, thank you. There we go. I couldn't find the word Are They're playing Tarong. They're basically playing a local park <clears throat> with one stand, and all the rest is up, is scaffolding is, is put up to put the uh, yeah. put the other seating up. So it's all temporary stands. Um, Paul, that's that shameful, mate. You only stay about
3: 20, what, 20, <laughs> 20, 20, 30 minutes away from that. Put I know, the- I know exactly. Yes, I know. It's, it's
0: one of the things that this, that this, <laughs> it's, it's kind of so close to you that you know, kind of forget it. Um, but I, they don't have, yeah, it's, but anyway. Um, you can see that there, yeah, there's, there's definitely a conflict there as so which way they want it to go. Um, the uh, is that um, one of them um, wants to go yeah, one of them wants to basically to, to basically go purely get get the provinces to be purely about engagement with community rugby and have no high performance at all, but all the high performance through Super Rugby. Um, the uh, on the on the winning side of things, well, look, they hey. How do we how do we set up a, a women's uh, competition? Well, we'll just copy the men's because we know it's broken already. Um, and the Taranaki women who have played four games this season currently have uh, scored ten points um, and have uh, led in two hundred and fifty three. Um, and they're in they're in the championship, so they're not even they're not even playing the best teams. Um, so look, I all this talk about how the women's game has grown and stuff. Look, Taranaki have only had a women's team for about three four years now. Um, the uh, so it is. It is a new team, a new setup there, but um, uh, and they don't have a college, do have a university down there, so that where a lot of the, uh, the women's game is much younger um, demographic of the, the players, and a lot of them are uni. Um, so um, clearly, they're struggling down there. But um, yeah, it's just madness. Do the same thing, expect a expect the same, expect a different result. But we have to move on because we just spent the first half of the show talking about that. <laughs> Um, i'm afraid what, what,
3: what, um, what else is there to talk about
0: <laughs> yeah. well we want to talk about how how uh, what, a, what a genius um uh, so uh, just very very quickly the world 15s are playing um three weekends uh down in dunedin uh wellington and auckland um where the black ferns will be playing off against england oh i had it over here somewhere who are they playing oh, there's no eden park they're playing at mount um playing england france um and wales um, first off, down in Wellington, then down in Dunedin, and then up to um, Auckland, playing in Mount Smart. And it makes sense to work play at Mount Smart because it's a smaller stadium. And you don't they're not going to fill um, Eden Park, so play there. Um, I did uh, in, enjoy Alan Bunting's um, comment of something along the lines of, um, "Oh, it's to do with sponsorship and stuff," and it's like, "No, it's to do with ticket sales, mate. You're not going. <laughs> um, it's about having." It's um, essentially advertising and sponsorship. We're grateful to be playing at a pretty cool stadium. It's the Warriors' home ground, yada, yada. Yeah, it's not <laughs> to do with advertising and sponsorship, mate. It's to do with how many tickets you're going to sell. Paul, um, Paul, I just want to make
3: one point just before we go off
0: the NPC. If the New Zealand
3: Rugby Union decides to go amateur, yep. massive, massive mistake because uh, uh, the other overall sport in New Zealand that's doing really well at the moment is rugby league. And there's a lot of talk about maybe a secondary NRL mm. team coming into New Zealand now if that happens imagine all those all those pathways that you didn't have which kid coming out of secondary school is going to decide that he wants to play amateur ama- amateur rugby seriously None. Yep. I can I can tell you that for, for nothing but if there's another pathway to go to rugby league they're, they're gone you know whether you mm. like the NPC or not, it still offers pathways for
0: kids. Their argument would be that the pathway would be actually through the Super Rugby team. And the Super yeah, Rugby yeah, team would have but like it, a,
3: But that's only a limited...
0: Pathway. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Be, it means it'd be limited. Yeah. Um, the Super Rugby teams will then look at about maybe m- maybe two or three schools each. So Auckland would look at St Kent's, um, King's and is King's, is it? And one other, um, Auckland Grammar. Um, and that would be their entire catchment. And if you play in Northland, if you if you want if you don't play one of those three colleges, three college, three high schools, you basically you don't become an all-black. And that's what it comes down to. It'll be those be three high schools per what in, in Dunedin, it will be Dunedin high boys, whatever, it will be Christchurch boys. Um uh, it'll be will yeah, be like three, there'll be, there'll be two or three high schools per per um one that all the kids get with, with potential get put into. Mm-hmm. And if you're a late starter, like Bloomer, forget it.
3: Many years ago, veteran broadcaster Murray Decker had a guy on when when um, rugby went professional back in 1996. And I recall him, this guy saying to Murray Deaker at the time, be very, very careful what you wish for when you go down the professional professional rugby route. But I, 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 just, I just sense with the New Zealand Rugby Union, they're, they're, they're culpable for a lot of issues in and around the game. And I'm talking about changing Super Rugby when it was Super 12. They tried to fix something that wasn't broke. They've tampered so many times with with the NPC without actually coming up with 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 a solution. They are they are fully <clears throat> the architects of a lot of this demise that we're actually seeing, pulling pulling players out of out of respective competitions. Not not NPC. I don't expect to see. All blacks running around in NPC, but they used, they tend to use that vehicle when they want to use it. If there's an all black that basically needs to get himself back into the form, they will put that player back into NPC. And all of a sudden, they're highlighting that particular game. Oh, look at so and so. He's coming back from his long term injury and he'll be playing for Taranaki this weekend. How great is that? What a load of bullshit. In my opinion, it's, it's well awesome. yes it
0: was it I'll, I'll be honest it was cool when sam kane played one game for king's country i mean look that's the to, 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 to oh. that, that was that was very yeah. cool and look it happened um for why he rugby club okay um jack oh gone blank um the um samoan um flanker place jack lamb jack lamb thank you um kate was coming back from injury um he needed a game um his it wasn't uh, didn't didn't want to play or or, or thought it wasn't right to play marist uh in the in in the Waikato league which is a which is a, a higher standard than Thames Valley and so he came and played one game for Waihi, uh coming back from injury ahead of the rugby world cup and the boys absolutely loved having him um having having a getting the opportunity to play alongside an international player like that he was great spent lots of time chatting with all the, with with and uh, and um Getting involved. I mean, he didn't have any training sessions. Just turned up for the game, played the game, and that was it. Now, clearly, he's the best player on the park. He's an international rugby player. Um, why he's still lost? Um, the that um, they I mean they didn't we didn't we didn't win a game all season. So that's that's just. Or I think maybe we won one game all season. Sorry, oh, i feel your um, pain. It's okay. So so it was it was. Look, he, he wasn't going kind to. Of ch- so he didn't change the alter what the uh, the kind of the, the competition was going to do. So I do think there is element of having these guys come back is is kind of cool in that situation. But yeah, you're right. To highlight it and give massive media pre- presence to something that you ignore for the other 51 weeks a year is a joke um, on on that side of things. So we've got to move on because we have uh, we have talked about that one there. Um, the uh, Sam Hughes. Simon Hughes says that was a joke. Sam, Sam is not from King's Country, is not he? well it's the border of king's country and, and bay of plenty uh, okay so i understand why he's uh simon being a bay of plenty boy i can see why he's getting upset by that but it, it, it it's it's i'm pretty sure he is it's okay it's been arguable as well, where that boundary is um on those two um so uh so we talked about that which i mentioned briefly that the women's uh, rugby is inter- happening we we've touched on trauma Cup is happening um and um Bunting saying it's actually really important for that uh, women's competition later in the year. Yes, it is. <laughs> they need some game. Otherwise, you go from the, you go from um, basically June to um, uh, to one of these games. These games are in um, October, having had no rugby at all. So clearly, um, the, women's, the women's game needs to have a Palmer Cup. Four games a year of Super Rugby <laughs> ain't how you produce black ferns. Um, so let's get on to uh, Rugby World Cup on there. Um, the passion, Paul, is there in these subjects. There is a passion there, and it's why it's why I'm so upset about not going to any NPC games, not covering any NPC this year. Um, Eddie Jones has uh, um, has decided to uh, to, to name a, a, a squad, so I thought we'd have a quick look at that. And um, even though I'm showing the South African one. Um, oh, so I'm not showing anything at all, dear me. Let's let's. Um, I think we screen. got the call
1: up. That's three.
0: Yeah. Yes. There it is. <laughs> So, um, a couple of points on mine straight away, just purely um, from this utility players stop doing utility players when one of them's a forward and one of them's a back, just put them into a position and say what they are. I thought it was like, geez, who's this Josh Kern? It's like he's a pretty back row player, he's not a bloody um, uh, what do you call it? He's not, he's not a back, um, and uh, yeah, Ben Donaldson is a fly-half, folks. Everyone's was like, they're only taking one fly-half every World Cup. No, they're not. They're taking two. Ben Donaldson's a fly-half by first choice. So all that sort of stuff. But um, Cornflake, because uh, I'm going to call you out now because I've got two Steves on the show. Um, it's fine. You're, you, you, you have first bite. What, what do you think of any um And pick pick one point, because I know there's about four or five to rip it apart. So we'll go through them one by one. We'll, we'll take it in turns. Just one? Just yeah, one. one, one point something. So we'll give Steve a go after that.
1: Okay, well, the, the obvious one is the captain. That, that's one that probably puzzled me and, and surprised me the most. The fact that they've come along and picked Will Scout to be their captain when they've got so many other options baffles me beyond all doubt. A guy that's only been back for a short amount of time, he's hardly played for them. He's a quiet player. He doesn't seem like much of a guy who's going to get out there and lead vocally to a team that traditionally does like to lead themselves quite vocally um.
2: one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com
1: His impact and how this is going to impact his game, I think is going to be massive for the Wallabies' whole campaign. If he can actually step up and become a a presence, like we know he's a a presence, he's a big chap, and he does bulldoze (laughs) around the field, but he needs to be a bit more of a presence with his team and lead them uh, as a captain. So I think there's massive, massive pressure on him. Yeah, they talk about how he's a winner and he's a champion. He's won all these competitions in the Northern Hemisphere. All well and good. Um, but it's not a Rugby World Cup, is it? It's a completely different uh, whole chain of things completely. So that's my number one I was surprised. I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Paul. And we talked about how Rob Valentini mm-hmm. would have probably been my pick um, from that. But they've also still got James Slipper in that squad as well, who's been a captain before as well. And how sorry do you feel for Tate McDermott? He's been like, here you go, Tate Big deal! We've made all these graphics. You look fantastic. You're the new star <laughs> captain, Tate. You're going to be fantastic. And then four days later, it's like, well, Tate, sorry, but you're you're not the captain anymore. Uh, vice captain. <laughs> it's it's he's vice captain, but who really cares about that? No one does. But yeah, that's that's point number one for me. Surprised. Um, probably personally, I would have had you know four players above him if you really wanted to look through it. But yeah, they'll wow. go for one.
0: I wouldn't have Jason because he's not first choice. He's, he's, he's definitely a he's definitely a bench player. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I, th- I thought I th- when when he named Tate McDermott for the second second um, letter, so it's like he is the captain for the every World Cup. So yeah, okay, Mister Harris, go on, have your um, <laughs> what's your what's your your single hot take? Because I said there's a oh, number no. of hot takes I, in this I, one.
3: I gotta I gotta agree with Cornflake on the the captaincy. I actually thought it was a misprint. When I first saw it, I'm going, Really? And you know, I, I, I don't know if he's actually the best lock in the team as well. Because, yes, it's like you know, you think back to this Wallaby team a couple of seasons seasons ago when they actually beat the Springboks in a couple of tests. And somebody like Matt Phillip, you know, who got injured, he was front, front and foremost of those, those two performances. I thought he was their best lock, and I think Nick Frost. Is a real camera at the moment. You know, we saw what that kid is, is 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 capable. In fact, the two locks that played against the Chiefs in the Super Rugby semi final, I thought they were very good. The two locks out of the out of the Brumbies. I've just forgotten the other chappy's name, but I thought he was a little bit unlucky to miss out. So I wasn't even too sure, based on performances, if Will Skelton was actually going to make this team. Um, obviously with the back row, obviously the surprise with. With with Michael Hooper, you know I can only imagine it. It is an injury, because when you the other surprise is taking one open side flanker Fraser McMcRae is a very good loose forward, but boy, you're asking him to take on a very very big big workload because I look at the other guys in there, you know Hooper, Gleeson, they all look like slash six eights mm. to me, as well as uh, Rob Valentini and oh, do play
0: utility player Josh Kimi Josh Kimi it's like he's the utility guy. He's oh, he's, yeah, guy, he's the, go, go go gadget. He'll do it.
3: Interesting though, what you say about Donaldson as a utility? He did play fullback
0: mm-hmm. for the
3: Waratahs on a few occasions, a little bit like Demet Damian McKenzie, and you could arguably say D-Mac's being taken as a utility as as well. Paul, um, don't really know too much about Josh Cumani. To to be brutally honest, um, they are. No, again,
0: again, again, my point was mixing forwards and backs under utility. Yeah. Is about, yeah, I agree that, yeah, yeah. Donaldson can play two players too, as, as can um, Bowden Barrett as well. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I don't see them winning the World Cup, but
3: given that they've got, you know, several, well, probably up to eight or nine players that are under 24, a lot of 22-year-olds, I think they're probably a team that might be one or two years away as opposed to 2023. And despite what Eddie's saying, I think Eddie's just really trying to take the focus off the squad and put it, put it more on, more on him, more than anything else. If you, if you believe what you're saying, well, you're, you're, um, yeah. To be honest, the light's not on, as far as I'm concerned. That's about <laughs> as good a squad. That's about as good a squad as uh, they could have really picked. Um, I'm just looking for, is um, yeah, Fokiti there. They admit they're missing one of their loose, their midfield backs who's a very good player, as well. I just um. Uh, his name escapes me as as well. Paul. that seems to be going around at the middle and minute and um the injured one, one, yeah the the injured guy. <laughs> he's, he's very very good. Got injured um, against
1: South Africa, I think. Um, yeah. he's been out since then. Yeah, that
3: that, that he's he's going to be a a bit of a loss because he's Icky Ike, Ike, Icky That's it. Yeah, Icky Ike, So I think he's a he's a bit of a loss. But you know, I do like the way um, somebody like um, um, uh, Mark... I'll call him Marky Mark, so I don't put you. second <laughs> second name.
0: Is is go on, go on Blake. Do, do, do it for us. You're, you're, Mac- you're, you're a pronunciation expert.
1: Mac- no, I'm gonna no, need to was- was- yeah, there we, go. we go. Here we
0: go. Look, look, look. look as as someone said, here, yeah. not said Best fifteen is really good, uh, and 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 can match it. And and yeah, Marky Mark and Corbetti and uh, Kellaway, they've really. I mean, over the last two games, they really have, um, have 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 shown that that's the back three, and he's got a decent first fifteen. Um the but we talked about Hooper. Now Michael Hooper, I get it, he's not there because of um yeah, I don't think he's either mentally or, or physically up for up for it this this time around Um the um but um to me the the only other uh the the, the other player that, that that's missing out is um is Cooper. Um how do you play Cooper? How do you pick Cooper in, in your every single 23 this year that you've had as warm-up games and then you don't put him into your World Cup squad. You put in Ben Donaldson, who's not been in the squad. And you're like, mate, if you what a waste of experience. You then go and pick three um, debutants who've never played international rugby. You've had a whole bunch of games to bloody give these guys an opportunity. Now, I admit, um, with uh, with Blake Scoop, um, there is the problem there that uh, he's there because of injuries. Let's be honest. So he would not have been going otherwise. Um, if um uh, toa hadn't been injured so i get that there's there's there's, there's, there's something um Max Jorgensen has been injured up until now but apparently this guy who's not even 20 yet um or, or how he's he's, 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 a, he's a kid is apparently so good i've got to pick him even even once he's once he's fit sorry what um and then how you've not even played um finds Louissa Louis Loe sorry for butchering that name. Um Lola Seal. Lola Seal, yeah. Um how you've not played that scrum half, you've you've had four games already this year. Mm. And you know you're gonna take him. At least play the kid. I mean give him an opportunity before I, I just I just don't I just don't understand uh, how you how he's picking players who he's not given even given opportunity to uh to, to go. I've gotta say one thing. After watching Ben...
3: Ben Donaldson for about three years. There is no way in the world that he's better than either Lola Seal or Cooper, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: I'll, I'll chuck in some final points on it before we move on because I, I guess you want to move on. I agree with you. That's, that was another thing I was going to make. You've had all this rugby championship. If you show me this team prior to the rugby championship, I would have been happy as because this is a team that... Just oozes youth and excitement and freshness and building up of what the Wallabies have been doing over the last couple of years, despite a few of them dropping off along the way. But I like this. What I don't like is exactly what you say where they have them been the last four or five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Why it baffles me completely, it, just like you. It's like they could have been nicely settled in. You're not going to surprise anyone. You're not going to the World Cup and being like, we've got this trump card of Max Jorgensen (laughs) coming in. It's going to just blow the world away. And he was the other thing that completely baffled me because Eddie Jones goes, we haven't picked Michael Hooper because he's got this niggly injury that he may be ready for game one in France. So we're not picking him because of that. It's like, well, that's weird because you'll be ready, obviously, for game two. But whatever, that's fine. But we are picking Max Jorgensen, who's got an injury, but he should be ready for game one of the Rugby World Cup. It's like what? <laughs> you've you've not picked him for the same reason you have picked him. That makes completely no sense whatsoever. So it's just just baffling. But I like the team in terms of what they've actually brought through with the youth. There, uh, I just the captaincy bewilders me and the fact that they've not actually built these guys up throughout. I I think that their first team could do a bit of damage, but I think that pull was is, is just you know, take a dart and pick who's gonna go through because it's gonna be Whoever turns up on the day, there's there's nothing between those teams.
0: Um, yeah, and, and uh, I've listened to a Welsh rugby podcast. And they're like, yeah, I'd like I'd take such and such, even if he's only fit for the quarterfinals. I'm like, you guys might not even make the fucking quarterfinals. <laughs> anyway, um, but the, a couple of people mentioned that in the, in, in the the one person who is there purely because how much money rugby Australia is wasting on him is um, Vunivalu. I mean, how the hell he is. International class. Um, never mind. Through I mean, they've got uh, one of these great first choice back three, and after that, my God, there's a cliff. <laughs> there's a it's like chasm to the next guy. Uh, yeah, but H- how Vanuvalu is in this squad? I he he makes Caleb Clark look like a uh, a sensible choice. <laughs> I know, mean, which is which takes a lot of doing.
1: It's probably in his contract, so it must be selected for the Rugby World Cup. I can just see Aurus is sitting at home in South Africa, going, oh, 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 yes, go Wallabies! I want to see you, Mr. Bunavalu, again. I'm looking forward to that rematch."
0: Well, it would be if it, but it's like yeah. they're not going to make it to the semi-finals, which is the first exactly. time we can we can meet them. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! You never know. You never know. So let's have a look at the Springboks, then, since you've since you've since you mentioned them. Um. Uh, so, apart from the fact that they've they've got eight players on standby, which is like okay, um, I think if you haven't guess what, folks, some of the some of the Springboks are going to get injured. That's apparently the, that's but apparently not. Apparently, that's that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to bring players in um, by doing fake injuries. Honest, governor. No, that's not why we've named eight. players on the standby. Um, so he's been has been very very he's been very clear about that that uh, that it would be disrespectful um, to Vullumson uh, uh, and Lambie if he were to if one of them if he were to force one of them to say I'm injured so that he could get parred in to win the Rugby World Cup so that won't be happening folks whatever you hear um, and I think that's actually the biggest loss here um, for my mind there's obviously the other name I mean um, probably would, would have 30, the third the start, would probably the 13 jersey in a lot of people's World Fifteens. Um, Ludiaga, uh, is, is, is obviously a, has been a, a great player, um, for a, um, uh, for, 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 a long time. Um, but, um, Pollard, I just think the gap between him and the next guy, as far as experience goes, is massive. Whereas at least with Diaga, you've got players, uh, you've got good quality um, locks. Let's be honest. South Africa just produces good quality locks for the fun of it. Um, so he, yes, he's a very good player, but I think he'll be missed. He's probably a better player than Pollard, but he'll be missed less than Pollard, in my point of view. I think that's the that's the real Achilles heel for this team, is that number ten jersey um, and leading them around the park. Um, and uh, lots of nodding there from Cornflake. So um, yeah, go ahead. What's uh, your, your, um, uh, your 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 uh, that, that's my initial thoughts on this on this squad. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, pretty much uh, exactly what you said just there. Exactly the same sort of thing. Um, the other puzzling thing I, I found about this team, I'm just checking what I, I wrote about this team when I did a thing about it, they picked four scrum halves. Yes. <laughs> what do they know? What do they know about the World Cup that we don't know? Because there's something very puzzling. I, I tried to reason with it and go, okay, they'll play Corblessorinek as a backup ten because ultimately we know they want Villams to be a fifteen. If you've seen Damien Villams play. Um, this season he, he really does embrace it as a 15, he's fantastic, a great counter attacker, uh, great space creator. I mean, you probably compare him to like McKenzie from 15, he's very good at, at manipulating, running the ball back, and having that open space at 10. We, we've seen that not so much. Uh, so you've got, like you said, that drop off, um, to Marnie Libok and and Willemsa. That's, that's going to be a problem for them. And I think Willems is going to, yeah, Faf as well. There's a lot of talk about Faf being the cover for 10 um, as well, as he has done that a little bit uh, club-wise too. But it's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Obviously, I think they're looking at that and they're going, number 10's an issue and we've got to cover our bases more than one way. Uh, but yeah, when we see you know, Ox oxen go down with an injury and Andre Pollard replace him, yeah, we know <laughs> we know we know what's going on, in South Africa. We know your little your little tricks. But hey, this is a good team. You look at you take out that ten. I, I think they lose a little bit in, in that midfield with Alakanyu Arm, but I do think uh, Esther Haysen is a pretty solid player. They will fill it in satisfactorily. But it's it's those outside backs and that forward pack. They have to find a way to convert that dominance in the forwards to those guys out in the wings. They need to get Currently on, it's uh, Cheslin Colby, uh, Valila LaRue, who loves to play at 10 anyway. So I don't know why they really need a good 10 because he comes in and does it most of the time to the criticism of the Springbok fans anyway. So an interesting team. We knew it was going to be strong. We knew where their weaknesses were. I think if they got those players on standby in, they look like world beaters with that kind of iffy 50-50 pack of players there. It does put them, I think, a bit down for me as far as out and out front runners for the competition, but still a, a really, really, really solid side that will will put anyone out on their day.
0: Um, but yeah, my, my, the other one is five props, two hookers. I mean, we've expanded the whole bloody thing: five props, two hookers, four, four, four scrum halves. What the fuck? Hang on, hello. Someone's going to correct you because one
1: of those one of those props will be able to play hooker.
0: Yes, they can, but still, you've only got. Um, five props. We, we've got six props, three hookers in the all black squad. We've got nine players, they've got seven to do the same job. You're like, hang on, yeah, um, so yeah, um, we've
1: got six outside backs, Paul. So, I mean, it doesn't sorry, one
0: of those utility forwards, that's right. Dion Fury, oh, stop this. I <laughs> think utility crap. can play in the front row, that's right. Three, players, so they've actually got one, so yeah, he, he's he's he's, okay, he's a hook, he's a, so they've got six or, or five and a half, three and a half, two and a half in there. <laughs> um, oh, just stop this. Um, no, I, I reckon. Look, they've got six Lucy's plus Moss top. They've got seven Lucies. One of those is going to go down, and um, and get uh, is, is going to walk is going to walk off injured at some point. as you say to bring in Pollard, um, Steve, Simon Harris, any any thoughts on this uh, this squad? I've got I've got. A, first of all, I've got to say I really love their launch, the way they
3: launched the team, doing it in the shopping mall, um, up up on a stage. I thought of, I thought I thought that was very very cool. And uh, they looked really cool with their, with their blazers. God, they're, they're big boys, aren't they? Some, some of these lads. I don't know whether those were big blazers or just made bigger to fit big boys into those big blazers. Um, as, as for my $200 at six, probably looking a little bit shaky at this stage, I've got to say, guys. Um, I was sort of uh, uh, confident about three or four months ago or pre Orblex, um, just with, like Cornflake said, I think just the injuries. Have probably, will probably just knock their confidence uh, a, a, a little bit. Um, and But they wouldn't want too many more injuries, especially if some of the guys that they're taking over are already injured at this stage. No question, they've got to find that formula. But I think the likes, and, and we'll get, obviously get to your Scotland's and Ireland's, I think all of these teams are actually going to play a bit of code against these guys mm-hmm. as, as well. They're certainly not going to try and take them on um, up front, front to say they'll uh, they'll try and move these guys around,
0: yeah. Apparently, yeah, well, be, I, small blades don't look big, so they need a better, better, better tailor.
1: What I'm looking forward to seeing is uh John Klein because you know who's in their pool, right? Oh, yes, yes, exa- exactly, exactly. You know, where he's gonna play, right? Yeah,
3: yeah <laughs> there'll be a few words, there'll be a few words exchanged. I, I hope left. he plays,
1: I hope he plays that game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. The, uh, the other thing about this um, is, yeah, you say three centres, um, Delendy, Hazen and Jesse Creel. I'm sorry, but if you go Delendy, Hazen, your back three might as well not exist. I mean, they're, they're not passing players, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. There's not much, um, there's not much uh, um, mystery and guile involved there, is there? It's going to be bang, bang. Um, yes, two very strong runners. But boy oh boy, it's a very samey midfield. Um I'd rather play Willem's up and one of them. Um do something to, to, to have some uh guile in there because that's yeah, you, there's only so many teams you can run over.
1: Did you see the game, the second Argentinian game where where actually got injured? They put Canon Moody into that midfield. Yes. And yep. It was actually, okay. people were like, who cares about the like, Kanyu arm? Kevin Moody's the man. Don't worry about <laughs> him. Mr. Hazen, you know, stay on your couch. Uh, we're good. Um, he was exceptional. So, yes, way more attacking flair, but you're probably also going to find a bit better link-up play as well. But do you lose a bit defensively? Because you're essentially going to have, you know, four back three players. Um, but, yeah, if he, can, if he can mark up like that defensively, then... You're you're a lot more threatening on attack, definitely. But yeah, brick walls on defense and and running straight with, with Esther Hazen and, and um Delendi and Creel no, to be fair in that mix.
0: Yeah, I think you play either Delanit or Hazen at twelve. They're both twelves, and you play somebody else at 13. Um, I think they, I'm, not, I'm not saying they, they shouldn't both go, but they both but they shouldn't both start in the same team, is my point um there with that one. So um but I know a lot of people are, are doing that. Um, apparently, LB's things that Moody played 13 all the way through school.
1: It's Geordie um, Barrett all over again. What's the problem?
0: So, um, so, Bodie Barrett, there you go. Yes. Uh, sorry, Geordie Barrett, not Bodie Barrett. Oh.
1: <laughs> midfield solutions all over the place. High school, that's the midfield solution. That's
0: well, these, yeah, it's Rico Wani, isn't it? Rick it's Rewindy these Rewindy's professionals,
1: made... moving players. Oh, you're fast. Play on the wing. You see. Rico Wani played wrong.
0: 13 all the way through high school and uh, provincial rugby as well. There you go. So, so there you go. Um, let's just run through um, some of the uh, international results from the weekend, because we should talk about the fact that um, Farrell is going to miss some rugby. Um, <laughs> Paul, what's your thoughts on England? God,
1: how awful. Well,
0: how, we haven't got how,
1: there yet. Their the reserve bench was smaller than their sunbin bench. What's going on there?
0: <laughs> First game up, Georgia's <laughs> beat Romania 56-6. Um, so, Romania are really going to struggle at the Rugby World Cup, put bluntly, um, having already lost to the USA. Um, boy, oh, boy, yeah, Romania uh, struggle. Okay, England nineteen, Wales seventeen. So England get revenge on last weekend losing to Wales. Um, two sides very much changed up from last weekend. England only, only got three yellow cards and a red. Join uh, us. Three of those cards at the same time, and Wales still could not win this game. My God seriously I mean wow um yes England needs to sort out their discipline because they're not going to beat Japan and Argentina with that many players off the pitch let's be blunt um so on this one look as far as Farrell goes look should he get banned yes should he be banned for the rest of his life no I mean the the, the response on, on on social media that this it's like this guy's the antichrist. This is Hitler's second coming. It's like no, he's just a rugby player. We've seen other rugby players do this. He's not the first. He won't be the last. I understand he's very unlikable as a rugby player. Right off the pitch, he's a really nice guy, uh, and he does stuff for charity and all that kind of stuff. And he's actually apparently quite nice. But as a as a rugby player, a bit like Mike Brown. He's really, really unlikable. And I get why. I get why opposition fans don't like him. But six weeks down to four is what's going to happen. Live with it. It shouldn't be a twenty-week ban or anything stupid, like I've seen people mentioning. Um, so yeah, but um, look, he's going to tackle like rest of his life. It's how he tackles. But there are other players who do it too. That's my. That, that's how I see it.
3: I've got to say, my take on that game.
0: I don't know what was worse.
3: England's first 60 minutes or Wales' last 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, it was probably Wales' last 20 minutes. I've never seen anything so, so more inept in, in my life to have that sort of numerical advantage and not have the ability to actually um, to, 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 to bring it on home. Seriously. Listen, at the end of the day, credit to England for getting across the line Showing some fortitude, but I, I must admit, I woke up and saw the last 20 minutes. That was probably the, the right part of the game to, to actually watch. And I just caught the rest of the highlights um, at another time. So there weren't a lot of obviously a lot of highlights in that first 60 minutes.
0: Look, here's two teams that are a good chance of making the quarterfinals. And because of the fact they might play each other in the quarterfinals, have a good chance that one of them might make the semi finals, but they won't go any further. <laughs> let's be blunt okay purely because of the draw they've got a good chance of going fairly deep in this competition but that's it <laughs> um yeah no one is worried about them from that from that result from from, from either team from, from that game and boy they're both a mess aren't they let's be blunt hence they've both got brand new coaches this year funny that um and look Australia looked a bit of a mess the first two games didn't they it wasn't until their third game or four, so fourth game that actually went. Oh, there's some rugby there. Um, so again, both these tie sides, uh, they're they're a few weeks behind the rugby championship teams. Maybe, just maybe, um, they could come could, could could come good, but I doubt it.
1: No, um, go Japan. Go Japan. Go Argentina. Go Samoa. They've, they've all got massive amount of extra fans, I think, from the last two weeks of, of watching <laughs> rugby. Everyone, everyone. How imagine the rugby world would be ecstatic if England got knocked out of the group stage. It'd be like, whoa, loving it. Imagine the I mean, Scots, Scots
0: over again. Thank Scots
1: you. would be partying up. Scotland would be partying up. Ireland would be drunk before they even get to the quarterfinals. They don't have to worry <laughs> about that quarterfinal game. They'll just be more happy that England didn't make it out of the group stage. But boy, that, those pools are exciting, aren't they? Oh, some the odds is what gets me in that one. I think. Look out for them. They're going to be just.
0: Oh, so, okay, so folks, I'm going to try and nail Steve tomorrow. Supposed to do a show, and it's going to be entitled "Games That Could Change the Rugby World." Um, because there are certain games in this Rugby World Cup that could really screw up everything that World Cup is, everything that World Rugby is trying to sort out for the next cycle, which is this whole. Um, confederations cup or whatever the whole nations cup thing could get absolutely screwed by a couple of games here um so we're going to talk about those um on a patrons only special so head over to patreon.com forward slash nz sport radio um and, uh, uh, and and we'll do uh, and, and, we'll, and we'll do we'll do that um fiji dark horse yeah but well, that's one of the ones we'll be talking about i think um <laughs> France beat Scotland 30 to 27 France back up to uh much more closer to their, their 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 kind of starting side Scotland make a couple of changes but um if you're South Africa start to get worried folks because um Scotland's put in two very very good performances over the last two weeks against a very physical team um so uh, um I didn't see this one but um but for Scotland to be that close and I think they only lost I think they would have won it if they'd kicked their goals or something um, actually, sorry, I do have some stats from the England Wales game. Wales, um, if you only win not six of your own, six out of nine of your own scrums, you're going to be in trouble. Um, losing three of your own scrums, um, and then eleven out of seventeen, you lost six lineouts in a game. Jesus Christ, that's how Wales improved their rugby. Get a set piece. Scotland, seven out of twelve, they lost five scrums in their own put in. <coughs> My God um sort that out now because that's why south africa can scrum um, <laughs> so if they sort that out um then i think they've got a good chance against south africa because um yeah they have put in some very good results uh they could do a tackling a bit better only uh, made 82 tackles missed 22 that's a lot of tackles to miss but again um two games into their into their uh into their, into their season um but if i was South Africa. I, that first game of the Rugby World Cup for them is going to be very, very important. That's what I take from this week.
1: Oh, Scotland look amazing. Oh, Scotland are the, the, the team that you've watched over these last few weeks. And you, you know what Scotland offer. You, you know, building into this before you really watch them in these last few weeks, you know that they're going to be a team that's there, they're about sort of standard. But boy, I think they're, I mean, they're a peg or two above that standard they were kind mm. of expecting from them, which is, in, in my opinion, that's exciting as as all sorts of good things because they look good. I like the work of their back three; they're exciting. They score tries. They use wingers to score tries. I mean, what's better than that? That's that's fantastic. <laughs> they got three good wingers. I mean, this is this is Scotland to the next level, and I, I just hope they keep it up. They got a good ten. Um, South Africa don't. So, you know, <laughs> they've, got, they've got places that are good players and places that other teams don't. So, you know, you can pinpoint things in areas that they can actually have advantage over teams now with world-class players. And that is something they've not had to offer for a long, long time, since probably the Hastings days, maybe? Yeah,
0: actually, it's probably to... Jeff, sorry, Willie Hines should not be considered for the English squad. He doesn't play in England. He plays in South Africa now. Sorry, he plays in New Zealand now. Jesus. Um, so, no, he should not be um Considered for to replace Jack Van Porfleet. Choose one of the guys who plays for the um, the twelve, or actually, no, there's only eleven this year because of the, or was it ten? Because they, they kept falling over and going bust. Um, premiership teams. You've got plenty of scrum halves in England. Don't, yeah, no need to get Willie Hines. Sorry, Steve. I was about, about to say that they're pretty well led too by Jamie
3: Jamie Ritchie, But what really mm. impressed me was their offloading. They actually got a lot of offloads away, and that that's pretty much what actually kept moving the French. French team around. They didn't want to get into a, a real contact contact battle with the French, but a lot of the offloading was good. And they actually got some gain line, especially through one of their props. I thought the boy Sherman actually played a really, really good game. Always always got over the advantage line and they're nice sizable pack, but definitely right, guys. They've actually got they've actually got some uh, um, uh, tries in them. I, I listen, I thought the retirement of Stuart Hong might be a, a, a bit of a loss. For this particular team, because you know what he, he brings to the side, but they didn't seem to, to miss a skip Kinghorn stopped it, went into that position really, really well. And there's a little bit of depth too in that back for you. I don't think was Darcy Grant playing? No, he was. Nope. he wasn't playing on nope. the weekend. So, so uh, yeah, I, that was a really good game to watch. Um, really, really, enter, really entertaining as well. And uh, boy, if if that's that's the style they're going into the World Cup to play, bring it on. Where does that
0: Skumann come from?
1: South
3: Africa. Well,
0: apparently, South Africa beat <laughs> for Africa. Yeah, right. Um, Fourteen offloads off by Scotland. Um, so yes, as you say, Stephen, great brand of rugby. Um, mm. Look, I, I, I think actually, I think Hog was uh, Hog's been a bit of an issue, perhaps as part of the squad. Yes, good player, but um, him and um, uh, him as captain going out drinking when they're not supposed to be going out drinking wasn't a very good look let's be blunt <laughs> yeah
3: yeah, yeah. It, it, i was about to say speaking of different names in the front row you've got skuman and nell and of course oh, at yeah. the outside <laughs> backs you've got uh, vandermeerva and stain so uh, yeah <laughs> we'll leave that at that though <laughs> um
0: and, yeah, and also plumtree should I'll be, should I'll be, I'll be part of the um could be part of the uh, the, the, the wealth squad for the Shrubby world cup um because uh, he's actually born in Wales, even though he's a, he, he did play for the Blues. Um, um, just, Paul, just one quick thing: there was um,
3: there was an injury to intermac as as well that uh, n- I haven't really heard anything on the wires, but uh, boy, it didn't look too good. It looked like a bit of an, a knee injury, so it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to, to uh, see what event comes out of that over the next uh, next uh, maybe uh, week or two. He's yeah, the couple in England
0: Wales game as well with. Um, Van um and also um, uh, Lake for uh, for Wales. So yeah, um, like like Australia, a number of teams sort of perhaps maybe run out sort of run out of, um, run out of players um, on um, on this one. Uh, and Russell, Townsend and Russell have uh, totally buried the hatchet. Um, yes, they've ma- somehow they've managed to to, to get it together. Um, Portugal beat the USA forty six to twenty, and actually Portugal look like from their results at least like they they they, they could be do okay. Um, now look, okay for a uh, very much a big Tier Two nation who hasn't played at the Rugby World Cup for a very very long time, um, but uh, nice result against um, uh, against USA who beat Romania last weekend. Remember, and oh, then finally yeah. Chile lost to um, Namibia twenty six to twenty eight. Uh, any comments on those last two games? Gotta say, breaking news: um, Romain
3: Intermec out of the World Cup with an ACL. <sighs> Absolutely oh. brutal.
1: Mm. There goes my pick. Wow. Gone.
0: on. Wow. <laughs> that is, that is, that is, that That's is huge. Mm. That's huge news. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, uh, Jalbert, isn't it? Will be um, a rather mercurial player. Um, could be the, uh, could be the guy who comes in there. We'll have to wait and see. That would be, uh, that would be an interesting one. Him and, uh, uh, him and Dupont, you have no idea what the French are going to do. Um, yeah, well, I wonder, wonder I wonder if they've got anybody white baiting.
3: <laughs>
1: Sean Stevens as "I heard." Yeah. <laughs> oh, breaking news!
3: No. Breaking news!
1: <laughs> Sean Stevens has got a French grandmother.
0: <laughs> no, I think, well, I mean, yeah, I'm guessing it's Jalabert, but we'll see. We'll see how they which uh, which route they take. But geez, uh, that's cruel for him. Uh, it's cruel cool for a number, a number of players. Um, obviously Al-Ala as well, another player that uh, that, that uh, won't be great since Rugby World Cup, unfortunately um, here, let's say, yeah, injuries uh, a cruel part of, of the game so, thank you boys, that's, uh, I didn't think we were going to go for an hour today, but uh, obviously 20 odd, uh, but nearly half an hour talking about, ranting about the NPC not being um, not, right. not, not, not not being <laughs> uh, not, not being supported properly by New Zealand Rugby um, uh, got, us, uh, got us going, got us over the line so, um, all stay safe, and um, we'll be back next week for another chat um, as uh, we get more news about how the NPC is going to be sidelined.
2: <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.